Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of May 6th. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm. With me, as always, Filtercord. How's it going? It is going, man. It is going. Uh, we're going to switch it up this week. I think I'm going to go ahead and take the old lead on what's going on uh, in my gaming world. Yeah. If you, if, if, if you don't mind just uh, sitting back and, uh, you know, taking it easy. Stretch out a little bit. Yeah. So, this week, uh, I finally decided that I'm going to go ahead and jump on into Persona 5. Whew. Interesting yeah. time. Big, big, big undertaking here. Yeah. Um, I kind of knew what I was getting into when I started it up. And I got into it, and it has... it. Okay, so the first thing that draws me in is just the like art style yeah of the ui art of mm-hmm. the like user interface art it's amazing that is so good like i could actually give a shit less about the actual character art and the gameplay art of like the characters and the modeling they're yeah, that's fine they a that's a little that's... bit of pop to them yeah but it's that like like when you see the calendar day and mm-hmm. the, the day kind of cycles and the way the characters pop up and they're like talking um, and especially the color scheme of the um, the high and low lights mixed with just the the slash of red cutting through it, mm-hmm. it's it's very um, like Mirror's Edge. Yeah, I I, I love that. Yeah, I they... always love that. Like even in like like even in something like uh, body art, what do they call that? Um, like trash polka tattoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So good. Yes, so. they really did a great job. I mean, like uh, design wise, and I think that's been like a recurring thing. Like a lot of people will just talk about how like the Shin Megami Tensei games, the Persona games, are like mm-hmm. so amazingly designed, and it's like this is like pure vision, and this is like you know everything works off of itself and off of each other and everything. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, it's, I, it's really cool. everything does kind of play together, which is really nice. I do have to shout out for, you know, PC Pasta Man. He got this for me for Christmas, and I'm just mm. now getting around to playing it. Yeah. Um, but everything does kind of play off itself, even, like, you're saving, mm-hmm. saving the game. He's like, I want you to write shit down because it'll keep you out of trouble. And then that's you saving the game. It's like, yeah. genius. Like, yeah. you didn't have to do that. You could have just said, like, well, that's saving the game. I mean, that's what every other game does. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not a big deal. But yeah, yeah the characters are all really cool. Um, you know, Joker is. Uh, I mean, Joker's probably my least favorite, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he's just a like kind of no name. You know that you. It's supposed to like be inhabited by you, but it. I think that a lot of like Japanese games have kind of, like failed to make a good inhabitable character because their idea of like an empty character that you fill into actually already has personality right Right. like the idea that your character is just being silent and like standing around and like just making exasperated faces or whatever that is a personality you know yeah so like uh you know if you look at something like um mass effect or something when you're choosing your character's personality i think it it ends up feeling more interesting because you know so to stick with that metaphor like um shepherd does not have a default personality you know you have to choose like the default is i'm just going to answer this question and then you choose if it's snarky or mean or angry or 
you know, conciliatory or helpful or whatever. Um, I think that's a lot more successful than like this character doesn't say much, but when he does say something, it's really meaningful because that is a character already, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I think that I I definitely said, like got that same vibe out of this character. Yeah. Like I think the, I think one of the bigger problems and maybe it's a, like an Eastern to Western kind of problem Mm -hmm. is in the West, our idea of an inhabitable character is um, for for any male is any average built male mm-hmm. that has you know barely any hair on his head. If he does have any, hair, it's definitely not long hair. It's yeah, it's always cropped. Hair. It's always cropped, yeah. and uh, yeah, he just doesn't say anything. He's very stoic. And that's just the character. It's literally every character Grimm's ever made in a video game is the Western version of the inhabitable character that they make. So you feel like you're that character. And with Joker, I mean, specifically, I, I like I feel a really big disconnect from him. He's just another character to me mm-hmm. because I can't relate to being that, uh, you know, that that character kind of. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I do, I do like the other two characters that i played with. Well, three, technically. Um, I don't really know how I feel about, what's her name, Mona? The cat? Morgana? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't know. That's just kind of like an accessory, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do like, uh, what's his name, Ryojin, or whatever, uh, Skull? Yeah, I like Ryoji. His, yeah. I, I like his personality. So he's um, funny. I haven't really got a good feel for Anne yet, but um, she seems okay. I already like the, the, the jokes that have kind of been thrown around mm-hmm. about, like, what her name is. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, even going into that under underworld where you have those two characters and then that big dick nose guy. Oh, hell uh, yeah. Yeah, like, the there's, like, twins. There's... Mm-hmm. Constance, no, Carolyn, and Justine. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, those are cool characters. They give you a, um, like, a shining kind of vibe from yes. the characters. Extremely. Good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm into it. I'm, I'm having fun. I'm picking up uh, different personas. I, I've started combining them. And, um, yeah, I, I, I see why everyone was like so hard about this game it's going to be long i'm going to be playing this oh yeah uh for the next few weeks for sure and that's why in the early show i was like i think i might let you just kind of take rage too mm-hmm. and i i'm in, i'm very interested to hear about hear about the game but uh yeah i mean i still have things that i'm working through i still have this um i beat the story in mortal Kombat, but i still have there's still more you know shit for me to do um division it's still fun. Um, and then, you know, everything else, like, mobile-wise, I, technically, the Switch is mobile. So, you know, I have uh, yeah. a little bit more there. I have <clears throat> um, Katana Zero that I beat, yeah. but I want to see, like, what else I can do with it. And then um, Cuphead, which I have beat uh, a couple levels now. Mm. I, <laughs> I picked up the Pro Controller, and uh, uh, it was much easier. If you listened last week, that is not a game to play just walking around like mobile. Yeah. You definitely <laughs> take that pro controller with you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, so aside uh, aside from this, like I said, I played um, just a little bit of Cuphead. I didn't really want to talk about it too much since I talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did, uh, we had been talking about it for a while, you and I. Uh, we finally played some uh, World War Z. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I gotta um, say it was, um, it, it's kind of tough to know what to expect because, you know, people say like, you know, this is just like a new version of, um, you know, Left 4 Dead or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, in a way it is. I mean, I think the reason that we haven't seen like a good Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead successor is that um, they kind of just like nailed it right out the gate. And it's like, like, how do you improve on Left 4 Dead? Especially if you can consider, you know, Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 as a unit. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's tough to do really anything with it. Like, it's pretty much all right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, when it's done so well right out of the gate, um, yeah. it's like, it, yeah, it's just not doable to so, go back. I mean, as we look at, you know, our, our experience with uh, World War Z, obviously, graphically, it's really cool. Um I think they did a really good job on, you know, the environments. Uh, the character models look really good. It's a third-person game, so you see your your character a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you see everybody else's characters. I, they did a really good job for the most part. Uh, there's a couple, like, kind of wacky animations that we've seen. But other than that, I mean, that's to be expected. Because, I mean, they'll have, You've you know, had that before, too. I mean... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Left 4 Dead wasn't perfect right. in like where characters fell and how things happened. Yeah, technologically um, speaking, that was yeah, the main character... space to improve, I think. Yeah, I mean, characters cut through each other and through mm-hmm. objects. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I think, just kind of the nature of the beast right. a little bit. Right. And, and this, um, they're dealing with something completely... This is a different beast entirely yeah uh with world war z you can go on about that I, i'm pretty sure that's where you were going with it yeah like one of the main things that's super noticeable is that uh, when you're playing like so when you triggered like a horde in left for dead there'd be like uh you know maybe a hundred individuals maybe yeah in the horde something like that dude when you trigger a horde in this game it's a flood i mean it's and literally like they're like falling down from the ceiling they're like they're a different consistency even and I know we've been looking yeah. at this a little more recently, but they will climb each other. They'll build up so much that yeah. they'll get yeah, over yeah. your obstacles by just sacrificing a few of the, the horde. Right. Which is fucking crazy. Um, um, they'll make like, there's a, you know, there are several spots very similar to uh, Left 4 Dead where you will kind of set up and you know there's going to be a big battle here because you're going to do something that's loud or, you know, what have you. And um, as they're, like, climbing up, they will, like, stack up in little, like, anthills trying to, like, reach up to you. And, you know, new members will come from the back, pile onto the guys that are in the back of the pile, and climb up them. Yeah. It's amazing. It is so good. And, like, there was one moment while we were playing that that I I turned and looked up. I'm not sure if I can find this. Uh Uh-huh. I know I had the crossbow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I just I just kind of found it in the video we were watching. Mm-hmm. Um, we were climbing up that... We were in the sea. Yeah. We were climbing up that silo. 
And I stopped for a second and I just looked up and uh-huh. it was they were just littering bodies. Yeah. Just falling from the sky. It was such a just Yeah, yeah, here it is. It's just raining fucking bodies. And they're like free base jumping into Yeah. The silo. It's amazing. And then if their legs don't break, they'll get up and, you know, start chasing you. Yeah, occasionally they'll hit something and just instantly die. Yeah. Which is good because, you know, some zombie media doesn't handle that quite as well. But, um, yeah, it's really good. I mean, the, the atmosphere is great. It's kind of like in, uh, you know, in Left 4 Dead, you would get in these moments where it's like, fuck, we got to go. Like, yeah, we, we're not going to survive in this area anymore. And this game does a great job of bringing that back because, I mean, they just keep on coming for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just the one thing that they that I don't think that they've done that left for dead has managed to accomplish mm-hmm. is um like when you run into a witch yeah the like that the like yeah. calm but still scary they yeah. definitely have missed the kind of stealthy approach I, I, that just doesn't work at all really in the game so yeah there's no there, there's no fear yeah. like real fear in the game except if you get jumped from the side and that's just a scare like a right scare jump. yeah this is not a horror scare. game no, no, no. This is very much an action game. Yeah. Um, but it does a good job. And I think, um, you know, if we have a bit more time, uh, I know Pasty's uh, downloading this right now. And That's cool. it should be good Hell yeah. um, by the time uh, we're done here. Nice. And uh, he'll have a little bit of time to play. He says he has to get around by about 4.30. So, okay. Um, you know, we should be able to crank through and and check it out but i did want to pull this over too mm-hmm. um there was a left uh left for dead 3 teaser trailer yeah that was thrown around it looks like it was definitely confirmed as a fake by valve yep um but it was still a pretty cool little trailer um you know we don't get a lot of stuff like this uh even surrounding valve i mean even yeah. think about the duration we haven't had you know something like this come out yet and it's crazy that there hasn't been like fan fan trailers this is really well done yeah i mean um i would say like uh, when you're looking at you know left for dead world war z stuff like that like i would put world war z in a very similar camp to um killing floor and i was actually referencing killing floor a lot while we were playing where it's like okay this is really reminding me of like Killing Floor, you're still moving around, you're still going to new zones, but you're doing a lot of, like, hole-ups. Like, you'll get in a spot, and it's like, okay, defend this area for five minutes or whatever. And then you do that, and you move on, you get a new weapon, um, you're upgrading character classes. Um, so, you know, kind of, like, Left 4 Dead is, I think, a lot more horror. Um, yeah, they, they focus... I mean, I don't want to say they don't focus on the combat mm. but they really 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 want you to feel that story the, the atmosphere is what they were really going for right 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 um so yeah that's definitely that's definitely important there yeah um but yeah you know hang out and uh give us you know if you haven't yet um tag that follow button here on here on twitch for mgi we'll be playing more of this and uh, mm. you know god knows what else coming up i know um we've been pretty hard dicked about uh borderlands 3 yeah i'd be really interested to do maybe uh i have all the borderlands games on um steam 
Oh, okay. So I'd be interested in doing like a Steam playthrough maybe. Uh, sure. I'll have to see if I have it anywhere else. Because I know it's they've been given away for free on so many different spots at this point. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I haven't picked them up yet. I was looking at getting the... Um, uh, like the updated one for PS4. That uh-huh. was actually pretty cheap. Um, but, you know, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Okay. <clears throat> but, yeah. Um, I know th- I know three coming up, we've been talking about that, and that's definitely something that's kind of a must with uh, other players. I mean, it's fun to, it's definitely fun to play alone, but I really like playing uh, Borderlands with other people. Yeah. It's just like, it feels proper. Yeah, I agree. Um... But cool. Uh, you know, for me, aside from, uh, you know, putting in as much time as possible into uh, Persona, playing a little bit of World War Z, I played a few mobile games continuing, and of course, Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of Mortal Kombat Mobile and Elder Scroll Blades. Blades just did have an update where they're just trying to uh, um, make the game run a bit more smooth, um, which it's, you know, it's good to go as it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know just general fixes and stuff so we'll see what they plan on doing to pull people back in because i have a feeling their player base dropped off pretty heavily yeah yeah so we'll see what's up with that but what about you what have you been playing aside from world war z all right so uh yeah world war z is the main thing i did uh you know for the weekend pretty much um i also got just another chapter into uh the call of cthulhu game so mm-hmm. can't say a lot obviously going on there i i it wasn't a particularly important chapter to the story. Um, I believe I have three chapters left, something like that. Okay. Um, so I'm going to try to continue to crank that out. I think I have a lot of time coming up, so um, we'll see how far I can get on that. Um, the other new thing I've been trying out that's relatively recent, uh, Heaven's Vault, which is um, it's on uh, PC and PS4 from uh, Inkle, which is the studio that did... Uh, they do a lot of like text adventure games. Mm-hmm. Um so they did the uh, Around the World in 80 Days game, which is very good. Um, so this one, it's it's difficult to describe what it is. You are a... It's sort of like a future sci-fi, um, but you're an archaeologist. So it's a very distinct vibe. You can see the art is, like, kind of weird. They have, like, 3D um, environments, but then you are a 2D hand-animated character. Yeah, it's like you're a drawing over a right. world. Right. It's interesting. So it is really interesting. And you're like deciphering a language off of the things that you're finding. And you're like, it's relatively freeform. Like you might have three or four options of what a given set of symbols might be. You just have to figure out what it is based on context. Um, yeah. It's very interesting. They picked a smart direction. I noticed the legs are kind of ghostly. Yeah. So they don't have to worry about the feet hitting the ground. Yep. And getting that contact animation is really smart. Yeah, there's a lot of smart stuff. I mean, it's a team that really knows what they can do and what they can handle. And that's exactly what they do. (laughs) They do not do a single thing extra, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is really cool. Um, Yeah, I wonder if this was the idea from the get-go, if they were like, oh, we're going to do a full 3D thing this time, and then they're like, well, (laughs) let's go ahead and cut that. We're going to go in like... Two frames a second and yeah. be good. It's possible. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been really interesting so far. I obviously haven't gotten anywhere near, you know, I'm not even like, I don't know, a quarter or a fifth of the way through. I'm very early on still, so. Okay. 
Go check out more of that still. And then uh, finally, I took a little bit of time to dig into uh, Anthem, which I, I think we talked about the main updates last week. Um, uh, yeah, like yeah, doing multiple missions, road. opening your forge from within the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've been continuing to do that. I'm on the last uh, door to open or whatever. Um, oh, okay, so you're in that like middle... That middle ground where you have to yeah the, the part of the game that floor. that they like people have called the wall where it's like if you get past this you're going to enjoy the game if you don't then it's over for you when you hit this point you know what i mean yeah i um, past that yeah so it. <laughs> um so basically after that news last week uh we heard this week basically from um why can i not uh here it is mark dara who had, you know, was famously like the executive producer they brought in to save Anthem at the fucking final hour, right? Um, He said he was talking about his new team that he's with, and he said, I I can tell you this, we aren't working on Dragon Age 3, and we aren't working on Dragon Age 5. That's that. (laughs) So pretty clearly, (laughs) they're, uh, I mean, I'm really glad that, again, this was the fear that Anthem was going to crash hard enough to take down all of Bioware, right? Yeah. So we know they're working on Dragon Age Four. I think we can pretty much, we can probably definitively say like, Dragon Age Four is coming out, right? Like. Yeah, I think I think Dragon Age is going to be fine. Dragon Age is going to be the thing that. Um, <coughs> that. Excuse me. So when Anthem was on its way, we were talking about how they have a lot a lot to gain with Anthem, mm. and if they don't, it's going to kind of seal. Uh, seal their fate and I think that it may have done pretty well Anthem all in all Mm -hmm. like numbers wise Mm -hmm. I think that they would um, because a lot of people still have you know still have faith that Bioware can make the game that they want right but I think ultimately it failed in another way, as you can see, the entire roadmap has been essentially delayed. canned. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's not canceled, but right. You might as well at this point. Um, and they've moved on to Dragon Age, mm-hmm. which I would say is like, I don't want to say they're like last ditch effort, mm-hmm. but if they're already skipping town. On a game that came out just a couple months ago. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to I, move I, on to a surefire yeah. thing that people will buy. I mean, from what I see, like, um, you know, there there's a bit of like, okay, so uh, the main argument in this article is uh, Mike Gamble, who works at Bioware, obviously. Um, you know, the studio's supporting commitment to Anthem has not changed. He's referencing Chad Robertson, uh, who's I believe the head of. Um, what like what do they call it like concurrent usage or continuing continuing support or whatever they call it um you know uh also ben irving uh is still on so um you know basically they've transitioned this game to uh, bioware austin texas uh is what it sounds like so it's like those guys know how to do online shit they've been doing it for years with uh you know um Old Republic, MLL. Old Republic. Um, so yep. it's. I think they basically what this sort of signals is that the main story, right? The main like creative push is done. So yeah. 
I guess, I mean, I could, I would go so far as to say that means that we are not going to see like, um, you know, a girthy expansion, right? Right. Yeah. We're going to see little incremental stuff over time. Yep. Let's get those different skins and weapons. I mean, you know, that said, Old Republic does put out big, you know, story-based expansions. So that's true. That doesn't necessarily mean that, but that it's my opinion, man. You know, like they're they not the girth. I mean, Bioware, the Bioware Austin. This is what they're good at. They're good at the online stuff. They're good at having long-term support. They're good at player retention. They're good at bringing on new people. That's what they do. And I mean, honestly, they should have been on board a lot sooner based on that, you know, Jason Schreier article about the development of Anthem. Like, they, realistically, they should have just given this whole fucking project to Bioware Austin. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. But, uh, yeah. yeah it's, so, you know, I think Anthem's going to be fine. I think it's going to be well-supported. I'm continuing to enjoy it to the same level that I started out, which I, that actually kind of might be, like, a negative because it is supposed to have improved. <laughs> okay. But, uh, you know, I, I went in with, like, it, it's just like a solid six to me, and it's still a solid six. So, like, you know, whatever that means. But um, I'm going to continue playing it. Yeah, I mean, I got I got past the wall. I didn't mind it. I didn't mm. feel like it was a, a problem. Right. Um, but it, it was just, it, it was, like, two weeks worth of only getting to play it, like, twice. Like, yeah. I would, and I would log on multiple times, and yeah. it would just not be the the servers would be down they've had it's a like, lot of issues with that still it's like why do i even care like yeah. i i could i could literally be playing division which is an equal amount of fun i would say after playing both of them um the story is like non-existent in both of them mm. so it doesn't really matter right um and the loots the you know the loot the customization is better on division mm. So I don't know. I, I I like the suits and I love the the freedom of flying. But yeah, for me, everything in Division was um, more flushed out. And that's because they've had that. I, I don't. It, it wasn't a failure. Division one was it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've had that time to listen to what was what people thought was wrong, yeah. and and you know fix it. And. The audience is actually pretty good. On, uh, yeah. On the game, so. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I've been doing. I mean, obviously, I've been playing the same. Uh, you know, Pokemon Go still on mobile. That's really the only mobile thing I've been doing. So. Okay. Cool. <coughs> um, so, why don't we go ahead and jump into all of the games that. Uh, are coming out with PlayStation Plus games with Gold and Twitch Prime. But first, uh, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Inc. Check out what's happening in video game stuff over there. Get an early look at what's up with PlayStation Plus and everything else. Um, yeah, the likes, comments, uh, and shares over there are um, appreciated as well. Follow us on Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc. We're going to have a bunch of other cool... Uh, places for you to follow us and interact with us here coming up as we uh, get closer to episode 100 so just stay tuned for that um so what do you want to start with you want to start with twitch prime sure um twitch primes uh, i mean honestly 
uh, kind of a slower month, in my opinion. Okay. Um, so we're starting out with, uh, well, basically they have four games. Uh, Little Acre, which I know nothing about. Whispering Willows, which I know nothing about. <laughs> Stealth Bastard Deluxe. Uh, that one's kind of funny. It's like the art style is like Minions before Minions came out. Just like a little oh, like yeah, yeah, weird yeah, kind of like funny stealth game. It was kind of like humorous. Uh, this was relatively popular if I remember. And then um, the uh, Majesty Master Collection, which is they've given out some of the older, or uh, sorry, I should say some of the newer Majesty games on Twitch in the past. Um, so now I think, as far as I know, they've pretty much just rounded out everything. Or sorry, I was thinking of Wizardry. So I'm not sure what Majesty is. I'm actually going to download that to check it out. It looks cool. Yeah, it looks looks like something. But yeah, I mean, um, fucking grab them all. I mean, again, it's like free games. If you have Prime, this is just included. And while you're doing that, go ahead and give us a fucking five dollar uh, subscribe. Why not? So yeah, that is Majesty Gold HD and Majesty Two Collection, is what that is apparently. Nice. I'm trying to look into it a little bit more. It looks like an old RTS, uh, kind of like uh, Warcraft era. Alright, alright. Cool. It also looks like there's a few other things. You can get some stuff for World of Tanks, Magic the Gathering Arena, Smite and Paladins, Path of Exiles, giving out a purple cosmetic bundle, and a few other things. So, yeah. you know, feel free to pop in there and check it all out. For sure. uh, why don't we tack back to uh, PlayStation Plus? Alright. Um, PlayStation Plus for May is um, kind of lackluster. I feel mm. like we've got at least we've got fifty percent of these games on like a hundred other places. Yeah. Um, so first up, um, from uh, the guys that made the unfinished, from the creators of the unfinished Swan, uh, what remains of Edith Fitch? Um, Extremely good game. Yeah, you know it, it won uh, awards. A, it, it was winner of best game twenty seventeen from the BAFTA Awards. That's narrative um, at the Game Developers Choice Awards and a ton more. So, I mean, this is um, an experience. I, I like. I, I would like to think of these games more as an experience rather than a uh, than like an actual like game mm -hmm. because it's more of an interactive, yeah, uh, narrative piece. I mean, it's it's a it's a little more gamey than some stuff like. Um... What's the uh, one on the island that was like one of the first walking simulators? Um, you would know it if you saw it instantly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, it's a uh, you know it, it's it's got some a lot more gamey elements than a lot of these types of games do. And these guys are more into like if you played Unfinished Swan, mm -hmm. I mean that one there was like no doubt in my mind. I'm like that's that that's a game. You know, it, it's more gamey than it is like walking sim. Um, because you know you're like flushing out the world and seeing where you're going and that, that's i mean i always found that kind of fun it was a little different yeah <clears throat> so you can go ahead and pick that one up uh you can we'll be able to start picking these ones up um as soon as tuesday so if you're listening to this uh in podcast form that will be up tomorrow if you're watching us live um it'll be out on the 7th tuesday mm -hmm. Um, the second game that you're able to pick up is Overcooked. Um, it's weird to say, but I think everyone should own Overcooked. Mm -hmm. It's such a fun game. 
Um, if you haven't really checked out Overcooked, um, you're basically like a little chef, and you have to work with your chef teammates to, uh, you know, feed something, to do something, to get dishes out. Um, so you guys may be separated, so you'll have to, like, one person may have to get the dishes and the lettuce and the tomatoes and put them on a counter while another person picks up the lettuce and tomatoes, takes them to the chopping board that the other person can't get to, chops them up, and then puts them on the plate while the other person runs back and uh, gets the buns, and then that, you know, another person is, like, getting the hamburger and making the hamburgers, and they're building a hamburger. And then the first person may have to take the whole dish and send it off and it's like this constant like trying to keep up mm-hmm. and the world sometimes moves i know one of them you're in um you're on the highway and there's like uh like if you imagine a perfect square and you cut it down the middle and you separate the two halves each of those halves is on a moving truck going down the highway and mm-hmm. so they kind of like offset and they spread apart so you can like fall off of the truck mm-hmm. and it's it's like a whole thing um of just like madness, um, I think one of them you have to feed a big spaghetti monster. Hell to yeah! Kill you. Um, I'm liking that. There's King Onion and yeah, it's it's it, it's a fun game. And if you really like this and you're into those like party style games, mm-hmm. um, which have kind of died, this is like the best party style game that I feel like has come out in a long time. Um, original idea party game. Um, and if you like this, the second one is out as well. Uh, a lot of improvements. Nice. Uh, more worlds. So, uh, yeah, some some kind of good stuff. Um, no, we really don't have any heavy hitters yeah. this, uh, you know, this month. Um, but I really do appreciate Overcooked because I've played it at everybody's house <laughs> and I've never owned it. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like I'm on the verge of like I was always on the verge of like picking this up for um, like the switch. Uh-huh. So if we have to like take our car in for like any type of like oil change or tire rotation and all that jazz, um, you know, it's something that I can sit down and play with, mm-hmm. uh, like play with Ashley or whatever while we're like waiting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty good and. I, I I personally haven't played uh, What Remains of Me to Fitch, but it's um, a really good one. I've heard definitely like really it. good things. It's just you know it's one of those things like we've got a lot of other games that have come out like mm-hmm. it, and I feel like I've played all of them. Well, yeah, I think the what was really good about Edith Finch is that, uh, like I said, they, it's like got a bunch of mini games in it basically. Okay. And um, I think they did a really good job of differentiating it from like it's not just like another Gone Home or you know anything like that. It's it's uh, it's got something totally different going on. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And that'll probably uh, that'll probably make me. Yeah. And uh, of course, that's been able to pick it up. It's been free on everything already. So. Right. Right. I just haven't downloaded it. Anymore. Yep. All right. So hoping for and swinging. Uh, Swinging for the fences because they have a really low bar to clear. What do we have with Games with Gold? Uh, yeah, they went ahead and swung for the fence and somehow barely managed to not swing it for it. <laughs> it was a God fucking damn. mess. This is a very bad month. I think it's because we're getting ready for um, you know E3, oh, yeah. new E3. announcements. People don't want to tip their hat, so like I think a lot of these companies don't want to do like you know they don't want to give out Dragon Age Inquisition for free when they're about to show off Dragon Age Four. But, but like they haven't shown it off yet you know what i mean like 
They're going to show the new stuff first, and then we'll start getting some of the old stuff for free, I think. They're going to be like, oh, we have a re-release that you yeah. can go and buy right now. Like, Please don't. I can already smell that. So, yeah, we're starting off with um, the kind of Friends Party Pirate Game Marooners. Um, I really haven't heard anything about it, so that's a negative, I would say, in this game's climate. Um, sure. Really not a lot going on there. And then um, Golf Club 2019. Uh, <sighs> From May 16th to June 15th. So that's relatively new because they're usually a year ahead of the year they actually come out, right? So, But this, they're just proving the fact that they literally can't give the game away. Yeah, that's definitely Look. true. I mean, it's supposedly still a $50 game. <laughs> so, sorry, bro. Um, well, on, the, the sprint car racing games were always like yeah. $50 when yeah. we worked retail. So, um, so we also have... Uh, from the 1st to the 15th on 360, that is backwards compatible. Earth Defense Force, Insect Armageddon. Is that the first one? Is EDF... I don't think that's the first one. I don't know. It, yeah. it might be. Um, but is EDF going to be the best game of the month? Uh, probably. Damn. Because the other one's uh, for the back half of the um, month, and uh, into uh, May 16th to 31st, uh, Comic Jumper, which is kind of a weird action platformer. So, okay. so again, nothing crazy like, going on there. It looks like with Earth Defense Force, there was um, the one first previous, one. Maybe. The the first one was on the PlayStation Two, originally released in Japan as uh, Simple Two Thousand Series Volume Thirty One. The uh, bunch of Japanese characters for the PlayStation Two. It's just I I can't read that. Um, yeah, what the fuck? They ended up calling mon calling it Monster Attack. And then there was Global Defense Force, Global Defense Force Tactics, Tactics, Earth Defense Force, and then Earth Defense Force Insect Armageddon. Mm -hmm. So this is the fifth, fifth game one in the shit. series, and we are at the eighth game uh, currently with Iron Rain. That's wild. That came out in April. Mm-hmm. Damn, they have really stuck to their guns, haven't they? Yeah, I just I I can't even. It's the same game every time. Talk, I can't talk shit about them. It's the same game. It's the it's, same. They've essentially pulled a Dynasty Warriors. They've really done a good old Konami. Yeah, like who, who makes they Konami my ass? They've Konami the shit out of this. Like Silent Hill for the longest time was, it, it was PlayStation One, fantastic. Mm. PlayStation Two, still good. PlayStation 3, oh, what the fuck are we doing? PlayStation 4, <laughs> holy shit, I can't believe they're still doing this until yep. they canceled it. And it was amazing right before they canceled it, Yep, of course. But, man, just sticking to your guns, huh? Mm-hmm. Just, you keep, keep living that life. All right, so that's what we got. Um, again, another, uh, we're, we're in that, that dry, yeah. dry season of games coming out if there's something that we're not talking about that we need to be talking about um let us know over on twitter at mammoth games inc and uh, we'll shout them out next week um but from the 6th to the 12th we have nothing um so get out there and you know play those games that you meant to play i'm playing persona mm -hmm. play whatever you you've been kind of itching to play right um while you wait for something like uh like Rage 2. I know that's probably what you're going to be doing. 
Yeah, you know, getting out there and playing some of those, get, looking at some of those games maybe in your backlog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to pretty much just clean up. Uh, like I said, I'm still trying to finish uh, Call of Cthulhu and everything, and several other things. So. Yeah, I feel like you've been you've been sitting on Call of Cthulhu for a while. I definitely have. I think I first started playing. Well, it came out on Halloween, right? I got it like a couple of weeks after it came out. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think you even held off after that for a month or two. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember you, we talked about it quite a lot, but I, yeah. I think I, I confused that and the Sinking City when we were leading up. Yeah, to I'm that. really excited for Sinking City. Yeah. I love the setting, but I'm just like, I don't know how I feel about the, you know, the gameplay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but with that, we do have, uh, it's, it's a trial, right? Uh, no, no, it's it's no, it's, it's free, the full uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, so as part of like Golden Week, which is like a, I mean, it's a whole fucking thing that I don't have a ton of time for, but like Japan's <laughs> going into a new imperial era, so yeah. there's like a special, like a lot of Japanese sales going on and stuff because it's just a typical that, thing to do. I just guess. Just for a second, that's fucking huge. Yeah, I would say probably like guillotine them all and move on, but. Oh my god. That's fine, I guess. The Emperor doesn't do anything, so that's fine. Yeah, neither does the President. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we need to lose all the figureheads. Um, oh, that would just be like chaos in the streets. We don't need them. Like, I, I agree, but we do need that. You need a symbol. You have to have that symbol. If you don't have the symbol... It's a fucking bald like... eagle carrying a crying baby. See, It's a pretty cool symbol. What if we had, like... Yeah, crime baby has a toupee. Good Jesus Christ. What if we had, like, a, a, a country eagle that was, like, taken care of in the White House? Oh, okay, so... And like they, like, named like him? House Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Reginald. Timmy. This is Reggie. Reginald the House. This is Reggie fils He takes care of the eagle. <laughs> yeah, that'd be dope. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm right back on my figurehead bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as part of that sale... Um, they're actually giving away uh, the first, I believe, expansion for Final Fantasy XIV, uh, the Heaven's Word expansion. Yep. Um, you can go ahead and pick up that bitch for free until the end of June. Um, and, of course, you do have to have a base game. Um, but, um, basically, you have to... So, any non-Steam version of Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, so, PC, PS4... You can download Heaven's Word for free. The PC version is free from their online store. Um, you do not need to own the base game to claim it later, but you will need to own it to play. On PS4, you can get it if you have the base game already. I do find it weird mm-hmm. that um, when you're coming up on an expansion for an MMO, uh, why not? Why not do a small window just like this? Huh. Hey, everything up to... Um, our newest, not the one that's not out yet, but the newest one. Right. You can just grab all that for ten bucks. Do yeah. that for a week. Get all those people in that are super stoked for it, and then if they like that, they'll go ahead and buy that expansion for what are they going to kick it out for? Probably like forty bucks. Yeah. Something like get that. that forty bucks. Sure. On top of that, get that sixty bucks because you're gonna, you know, they're gonna end up spending twenty bucks anyway to get everything else. Yeah, I agree. It's like, that's just, I don't know. I don't know why they would say, like, oh, get this for free, but you still need to buy our base game. It's like, just throw that shit in there. 
Like, let him, let him, like, let him play. But a whole thing for, you know, I don't know. That's just me. I agree. Um, but we do have, um, they, they do have a new, um, they do have a new one coming up, correct? What is that one called again? Uh, the new one. Yeah, I think it's just called the new one. No idea. Um, let me see. So, I mean, I, I put it off for a long time. Shadowbringers. Okay. Is the new Final Fantasy online expansion. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Launches right. July 2nd. Um, so, let's see. What do they have? Let's see. Let's take a look and see what they have in this coming expansion. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was... Oh, I was like, shit. That was the worst thing ever. Um, NPC trust system. Players will now be able to fight alongside familiar NPCs. Nice. New game plus feature. World visit system. Players will be able to travel to other servers on the same data center and interact with more players. So that's nice. So if you and your friend are on different servers, you can, you know, hook up and hang out. That's cool. Um... Shadowbringers Paris Fan Festival event, February 2nd and 3rd. Tokyo Fan Fest scheduled for March 23rd, 24th. That stuff's already, it's like ran down. Nice. Yeah, I was looking to see, like, what, what are we looking at character-wise? There has to be a new character, right? Yeah, there's some new classes. I think it was like a samurai. Oh, here we go. Um... Including a new uh, new player race, multiple new jobs, an increased level cap up, uh, sprawling new areas, adjustments to the battle system, as well as a variety of new uh, battle crafter and gatherer content. That's it. So, um, that is one thing that I did really, really, really like about uh, Final Fantasy um, 14 is, you know, usually when you play an MMO, which pasty pasta man and i have been talking about this uh, a little bit over the past week on how mmos are like dead they're not even it's not even they're dying anymore they're like pretty well done there's like nothing i i mean is there a, an mmo that's coming out Done. i like i know of nothing that's coming out yeah so like i think it's pretty safe to say um but one thing that this game does that I wish more games had done is when you pick up, like, a new class, it starts you over at level zero, level one. Mm -hmm. So you can go ahead and, you know, pick back up. So if, you know, you have a group that you play with and then your friend jumps in and your friend's like, hey, I'm going to get all the stuff and I'm going to play this new expansion. Oh, cool. I'll pick this class. You can pick or this job. Uh, you know, I'll take this job, you'll take this one, and we'll mm -hmm. just run through this whole thing and play the game. And you can, like, start an even, like, playing field. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good thing. I mean, like, um, a lot of games, I think, have gotten that idea where they have, like, a main account that gives you power-ups that you level up, and then an independent, you know, your character class or whatever, and you have to level those up separately. Yeah. I think that's really smart. Very smart. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump on into the nudes? All right. We'll jump into the nudes. Um, did we yeah. have something before this? Yeah, we already talked about the anthem 
stuff okay. as part of my like what I've been playing. So we're just going to scoot right into probably the biggest uh, info of the week, which is the Borderlands 3 uh, gameplay and a little bit just more kind of background info reveal. And it was God a lot. damn, son. God damn, son. So I'm going to try to skip into this video a little bit right where they start checking out. Have you seen this yet? I know I've seen I parts of it. Well, yeah, last time I had talked to you, yeah. you said you hadn't really seen too much of it. Um, so they, you know, they kicked off the worldwide gameplay reveal, um, looking at an area that looks very fucking familiar. Yes. Um, and uh, I'll give you the L characters. pipe right over here. <laughs> you can see your character's hands. You're playing um, the siren, the mm-hmm. really like tough looking siren, um, and. Uh, a claptrap rolls up, and then they start doing the the whole tutorial thing. Yeah. Um, the game looks fucking fantastic. Stunning. And everything that yeah. they've upgraded is like I was something that I was actually talking because the person I've been talking to the mo- most about this has been uh, Pasty Pasta Man, and mm-hmm. he said he's like the game doesn't look physically like better, and I I, I did I disagreed. Um, because I think the game looks a lot better, mm-hmm. but I do see where he's coming from. Well, they didn't. This they, is a stylized game. They didn't make it better fidelity. They just did a right. better job at the same thing they've been doing. Right, yeah. and well, I mean, I think they did a better fidelity, but you can only do so much with a stylized right. texture. Um, so I think they really pushed that. But we got to look back in 2017 at what they were doing with their with the Unreal Engine at GDC. Mm-hmm. And that was two years ago. Yeah. Um, they were pushing the things so hard. Um, the way explosions happen, the way fire and um, shadow is cast, mm-hmm. uh, the way light moves, all of it's really, really important. And even the way animation flows yeah. is is all uh, in their materials. This, Yeah, this game is going to look... Okay, so... The easiest way I can explain it is if you remember playing Borderlands, the original Borderlands, and you sat down and played it for the first time, and your 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 mind was blown mm-hmm. by the way the game looked because you'd never seen a game that really looked like this, aside from uh, you know like um, what was it? It was a uh, uh, Wind Waker, right? Okay, yeah. Yep. Wind Waker was probably the closest thing that we had ever seen to something like Borderlands before, right? Um, and I remember when I played, I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Look at all this. Mm-hmm. And then now, fast forward to 2019, halfway through the year, basically, and it looks exactly like I remember the first game looking mm-hmm. right. with my nostalgia. Yeah. Looking at it through rose-colored glasses, and it's very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they... Um, you know they've definitely upgraded and you can see it in just the way that the game moves um, but yeah they do the whole tutorial thing um, and they start to you know look at a few uh, different things and the first thing that you notice during uh, the tutorial is um, you have like a spot where you know your character's supposed to jump across the little ledge mm-hmm. and they do not make that jump um, right. And they fall in this little, like, hole. And yep. he's like, well, yeah, go ahead and climb up. And you can just jump and, like, mantle your way up a little ledge. I'm mm-hmm. trying to find that in the video. Um, 
and that's just not really something that I like it's not that I never thought that we would get to it with this game but it was just always one of those things you know like some games you just can't jump mm-hmm. it's just not a thing and in this you could jump but if you weren't supposed to go in an area and you jumped towards something there was no way you were grabbing it so mm-hmm. this opens up a whole new like thing of you trying to jump up and climb up rocks and you know it's it it's just a whole different way of playing the game and i've seen um, people use it already in their own way yeah. Um, one of the other things that they showed off was uh, was sliding. So when you run, and um, yeah, when you run and crouch, your character will kick their feet out and baseball slide. You can continue to use your weapons and shit while you're doing that. Um, so we're getting a very uh, what is that um, like bullet storm where you would like slide and bullets would fly over your head and then you would shoot a rocket up someone's asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you get that. Um, we also uh they, they also showed um during a fight there were people obviously hiding behind cover and the character ran up and just started blasting the shit out of the cover mm-hmm. and the cover just started to break apart that's cool. completely that's really cool and unreal has that already like set up um i i mean i've actually in my own levels have made destructible mm-hmm. walls and cover and stuff so it's there. It's just they never used it before. Yeah. And I, it, great addition. Not everything will be destructible, obviously, but the f- little things that they're hiding behind when you see, like, um, like a concrete barrier that they're hiding behind mm-hmm. or a makeshift, like, metal, uh, like, barricade. Yeah, all destructible. That's cool. Um, one of the things that just... I don't know why, but it, it just got... Uh, Got pasty pasta man stoked when we were talking about it. Um, there was one instance where the character climbs up to this like second story mm-hmm. and then punches a corrosive barrel. The corrosive barrel goes flying and explodes. That's good. That's very yeah, good. Yeah, so you can move around these barrels. They're not stuck in uh, in yeah. in the environment where they are. And uh, there was another there was another one where there was an explosive barrel. Um yeah, there was an explosive barrel, and I, I don't remember how it happened, but there was a, it, it was a pipe that mm-hmm. had a cap on it, and they shot the cap on the pipe. It started spraying oil everywhere. Oh, I like that. And then they shot the explosive barrel, and of course the explosive yep. barrel lit the oil, and it was, yeah, it was good. really good. It's um, very good. So I think probably one of the most important things that they managed to do uh revolved around um loot and enemies more specifically their scaling um so there's different modes there's the um, classic mode where your level you could be level five first time playing or whatever and i could be have been playing for a while i could be level like 25 and uh when we jump into the game we can play it like normal Mm. where uh, the levels stay the same. You're going to get your ass kicked by a bunch of level 25s, and these are enemies are going to be really easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the loot's going to be pretty bland. Or you could do the loot instancing, um, where the loot for you will be level 5, the loot for me will be level 25, characters for you will be level 5, and for me will be 25. 
That's interesting. So you do respect respectable damage depend dependent on your level. So everyone kind of keeps it the same. Um, one of the newer games that I noticed that did that was Division. Mm. Um, super smart way to go about it, and I, I I love that. I love that so much. Um, we just saw a mini boss. His name was Shiv. Um, on the on, on the live stream here, um, there are more bosses and mini bosses in the game because mm. uh, they just said, "Well, we find bosses to be badass, and it feels just exciting." To get into that boss fight mode mm-hmm. um so yeah that's something that's going to be going down yeah um so they go through uh, an, an entire mission um and in comes uh lilith she mm-hmm. just she just lands with her fucking fiery wings and everything cool and uh you know looking all badass and i mean it's there's not a lot there. I mean, they're already they've already lost one of their members uh, from the original game. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's only Lilith, Mordecai, and Brick left. Yeah. Um. So, you know, she comes in, and you know, they get to talking a little bit, and then I think they fast forward a few levels and take you to a different world. But before that, they take you to Sanctuary Three. Mm-hmm. Um. Sanctuary 3 is, if you remember, I believe, Borderlands 2, they lift the city sanctuary off the map. Yeah. And is a floating city at, at one point. Um, well, Sanctuary 3 is a ship that I believe Scooter created before he uh, went, the, went the way of the TK Baja and got capped. Um, and so it's the ship. And you can, you know, look around this whole ship and do all this stuff, but you also have uh, player quarters that you can edit. Mm. So you have your own, like, living quarters, basically. That's dope. (laughs) Fucking awesome. Extremely Um, dope. Yeah, and you can put, there's, like, plaques that you can put weapons on the wall. Mm -hmm. If you just, like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm a bit too high of a level for this gun, but it served me really well, and I want to kind of immortalize it. Yeah, you can just put that's it up really there. cool. Just hanging up the jerseys, exactly. Um, and as well, uh, they pointed out they're like, "Have you ever had that instance where, you know, you killed someone and loot fell off the map or whatever?" Mm-hmm. Well, they have a loot lost and found, and it's on the ship, so yeah. you can go and always get all that loot that may have fell. That's off the really ship. good. Um, yeah, so that that's pretty good. Um, some of the other notable things. Um, players can revive npcs and npcs can now revive players that's huge um when you kill a boss that's shooting you with a specific weapon you can pick up that weapon and use it moving forward they showed off a character uh, a boss that had this uh, uh i don't remember his name i think his name was mouthpiece is what they called him mm-hmm. um yeah and mouthpiece had this he had this like this techno like dj vibe mm-hmm. and uh his face kind of looked like uh like sids from slipknot mm-hmm. and he has a shield that has these uh like an equalizer from like a, yeah like, that's a very cool yeah um and uh he has this gun that shoots off these it's almost like this sound wave mm-hmm. if you pay attention to when he's shooting it yeah it's really good um 
and you can pick up that gun and take it with you when you're done killing. It's extremely it. dope. Um, and if you come back, I believe at other levels, it, you know, you can get a higher version of it. Yeah, just have so him instance really, to your level. Yeah, if you like it, you can get better versions of it. Um, right now, they're showing off the TDR guns, the ones that you shoot three bullets, throw it on the ground, and then it's a gun running around with fucking legs shooting at the enemy. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, one of the other things that was kind of interesting, um, female enemies, like female psychos. Mm-hmm. It's just something that I, maybe I missed it before, but I believe I saw a few female psychos running around. Yeah, I think I, like, I think they're huh. saying they're going to try to like equalize like the number fun. or make it closer to you know a more realistic amount. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought they've done it on the pre sequel. I don't. I don't remember it. I remember the midgets, and I just remember the yeah. Psychos with no shirts. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so it looks like um, we got a pretty good look at a lot of different like cool weapons and you know an idea of the way the game is going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty into the characters. Uh, the first character that they kind of talk about is uh, Mose, mm-hmm. um, and she is basically the Roland of the group. She has like uh, I don't think she has a she might have a turret. Actually, I think it's a little bot that flies around, and she can set up um, like shields. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's um, Amara, the siren. She's like the really uh, buff-looking siren that has multiple arms. When, nice. Uh, she uses her. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, you see her. She has like a spectral form. Um, and then there is Zane, the operative, and he uses a bunch of different. He's kind of like Zero. Okay. Um, he can actually uh, set a place where he has a clone that will attack mm-hmm. and then he can move around and when shit gets really bad for him he can actually teleport to his clone's location yeah so that's pretty rad um, and then there's um, I think Flack and Flack can control beasts he's basically a beast master that's dope and he can get like skag, spider ants. Um, I'm not sure what his limit is or how many he can have, um, but yeah, uh, some good stuff showing off at this event uh, for Borderlands. A lot of reasons to be excited. Mm-hmm. If you get a chance and you are really interested, um, you can head over to uh, Gearbox official YouTube page and check out their worldwide gameplay reveal live stream. It's mm-hmm. about an hour long, so if you have like a, an hour lunch at work or something and you want to. Um, really get some good eyes on this. Um, it, it's good. There's a lot of spots that you can skip through. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, my favorite part that I just accidentally skipped to. On the on Sanctuary, you go into the med bay, and there's like a dead skag on the table, and it starts to like move, and it looks like it's about to throw up. Fucking Tannis climbs out of its throat, covered in blood. Damn. Just shits herself right down on the floor like... Bleh. And she's like, ugh. It's kind of cozy in there. That's a Jim like, Carrey moment for sure. Yeah. She came out of the other end, luckily. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good stuff, though. Um, so, yeah, go check that stuff out. Um, if you guys have any uh, thing that you'd like to discuss about it, go ahead and shout it out to us over on Twitter. For sure. Since this could be uh, you know, a pretty good topic of the week for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about, about it more. Nice. And when's the... Borderlands 3 coming out September 17th or something like that. Yeah, I think it's 9th. 
Let me see. Might have to be a Monday. Sixth would be a Friday. Release date? Thirteenth. Yep. Thirteenth, alright. The thirteenth. It's pretty cool. But it's not long. No. Um, relatively close, which means yeah. the game's done. Everything's wrapped. Um, now it's just about getting the you know, fine tuning, making sure that yep. everything uh, isn't fucked up and getting the paperwork uh, fingered out. For sure. Um, all right, so we will go ahead and move on to some more uh, online game, uh, you know, quality of life updates. Uh, Fart Knife. Um, basically, the volcano erupted. If you've been following, you know what's going on. <laughs> um, and the volcano destroyed Tilted Towers and Retail Row. Good God. Um, in one of Fortnite's biggest in-game events ever, says Polygon, Epic let players choose what weapon they wanted to bring back from the vault, but that wasn't the only change that happened. The volcano, which appeared in the start of Season 8, erupted and caused calamity around the map. Um, so that's pretty dope. Um, apparently several people were, you know, people were taking place when this happened. Um, so right after uh, players exited the vault at the center of Loot Lake, the initial blast was powerful enough to cover the whole map in darkness, but it started throwing molten rocks. Um, the first rock flew toward the Polar Peak Mountain, smashing it and causing a giant crack. After that, rocks started flying out in quick succession, with a few flying toward Retail Row and smashing the parking lot. The biggest collection of molten volcanic fragments flew directly at Tilted Towers. Um, the rocks nearly leveled the city. The only thing left standing is the building that Epic has made a joke of destroying in other seasons. That's fine. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, this is this is a collection of basically what's happened um, across the last couple seasons. Mm -hmm. um, it really started back when that uh, that cube appeared, mm -hmm. it started rolling around the map. Yep. Um, and then once the cube landed, fell into the lake, the lake imploded, and then it revealed a portal, obviously, to the vault. Mm -hmm. And then now we have, uh, you know, we have the vault. <laughs> yep. Um, and that apparently created a volcano. I'm not sure. Where did that volcano show up at again? I'm Over not sure. what area? No idea. It looks pretty close to Loot Lake, so... Okay, maybe it just appeared on Loot Lake. I'm trying to watch this video a little bit to see where mm -hmm. it kind of landed. Um, but yeah, I mean, these guys are no... It's not... It's it's very, uh, it's very much like them to just level two places people love. Yeah. Um, actually, I think it showed up... I don't think that's Loot Lake. I think that's... Um, over by there was like a big campground okay they're not a campground it's a like cabins and shit mm -hmm. so yeah i mean they've just been basically destroying this map piece by piece that's so and cool. rebuilding it however the fuck they want yeah um you know people do talk shit about the game and i mean it's it's a fun game i like the game mm -hmm. um but it's kind of amazing the way that they do this stuff live we're watching yeah, yeah. we're watching video live of somebody who was you know falling from the sky as this shit was just destroying the entire map yep that's insane it's pretty everybody cool 
everybody always landed at Tilted Towers. That was the place to go because it was um, it was so fast. You could get in there and get like five or six kills right? Uh, in like seconds, you know? Um, and that's that's pretty well gone. And then the other place that they would go was Retail Row because mm-hmm. it was like a big open showdown courtyard parking lot or whatever. That's cool, yeah. And with buildings all around it, so um, yeah, I think it might. I think I might return to this just to see what's been, you know, what's been going on. Yeah, yeah. I'll keep you guys updated. Cool. Um, coming out of that, we've got the announcement of, I guess, three more um, VR headsets. Oh damn! Um, That's a lot. Yeah, so we're gonna start <laughs> with uh, Oculus. So Oculus has. Two new versions coming out. So the first is the Rift S, um, mm-hmm. which is their main. Uh, they said it's not the next generation of Rift, but it's an updated version. So basically, it does not need external sensors. And there's only a single cable um, that splits into two inputs for your computer. So there's only one cable tethering you down. And then um, it has like a higher resolution screen and other minor upgrades like that. Um, so that's going to be your main uh, computer, you know sitting at your desk or whatever, upgrade. Um, the other one that Oculus is revealing is the Quest, which is the completely standalone wireless VR headset. Has no external sensors, does not plug into a PC. Um, however, it does share the majority of uh, the, the game's library, so it can still play most of the stuff. Um, it is going to have a different, um, you know, different... Like store kind option. of? Option. Yeah, the store is different because it, it does have different uh, capability. And it also is meant to be a little bit of a cheaper um, starting point. So Really? Um, fully wireless? Yeah. Huh. Well, cheaper hardware because it's fully wireless. You know what I mean? They equal out at the same price. So, um, I mean, if you wanted the better version, you should probably buy the... The wired one, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I don't know why I assumed the step forward, the wireless... That was the way that they were going. Mm. That's what you think. I mean, um, I, did, I, did, I didn't think that the wireless one would be the cheaper version because it's weird. I mean, the the, the ability to go wireless is so it's, already it's, a lot more expensive. So it's already its own, like it's already its own. Um, it's kind of like its own piece, the Oculus. Mm, what do you mean by that? Right, the Oculus Quest. I mean, does that rely on a computer as well? Oh no, it runs completely alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it is a own, computer. It's its, yeah. it's its own piece. Right. That's that's pretty impressive. It is. It's really impressive that they fit the entire like hardware into this headset, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I've heard it's a little heavier. <laughs> I've heard it's. Uh, I don't know. It's. it's uh, we'll have to see when it comes out. I think. Um, but for either one, um, the S or the Quest uh, is three ninety nine, and then the Quest also has a version with the larger hard drive that's four ninety nine. Which you're gonna definitely want. Probably pay that yeah. extra hundred bucks for yeah. that. If you're going in, VR yeah. graphics ain't cheap either. No. Damn. So um, yeah, some pretty good stuff coming out of that. Look. Yeah. And the other thing we heard about um, was we knew this was coming for a while, and now it's finally been announced. The Valve Index. Um, so the Index VR. Uh, it's basically it's it's Valve's version. It has external speakers. Uh, you can see it's not a headphone. That's a speaker that's next to your ear. Uh, pretty weird. <laughs> um, 
very strange. But uh, yeah, basically, like what purpose? Yeah, I don't know. Have? Um, if you have to have a modern operating system, eight gigs of RAM, this runs off your computer. Uh, you have to have at least a uh, NVIDIA GeForce 970 or a AMD RX 480. Uh, you have to have a dual core CPU with hyperthreading, and you need a 3.0 USBs for the headset cameras. Um, they will not work on older uh, stuff. So the headset itself is $500. Um, the index controllers are uh, 280 for two. Yeah, for two. And then the base station, which is like a laser uh, scanning like distance monitor, which you are required to have. This is something that tracks what your headset's doing. Uh, those are 150 each. And you're going to need multiples if you're going to have a larger play area. So you're looking at a um, cool, yeah. cool Valve. To yeah, Valve is recommending their like starter kit comes with the headset, two controllers, and two base stations. That's uh, $1,000. So two base stations to track two locations. Right. Which is what, they, what Oculus just did away with. Right. <laughs> For cheaper. <laughs> For cheaper, just saying. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this but, is meant to be like the premier like high-end... Um, for Valve, it's going to include the ability to run off of, um, you know, the. Uh, it's going to try to work with a lot of other games like Oculus games, uh, Vive games. You're supposed to work on it to a certain extent. So, okay, yeah, yeah, seems interesting. Nice. I don't know. It looks yeah. really cool. It we're getting into a cyberpunk future. Yeah, uh, with the external the fucking speaker. Yeah. It's very weird. With the, the everything. Look at the visor on this thing. Yeah. It has like a shiny visor with two like headlights at the bottom of it. Yep. It looks like a yeah, it looks like the front end of a Buick. Damn. Um, it does. It does. Huh. So, uh, off this, speaking of uh, Valve and Steam competitor, yeah. uh, Epic Games acquired the developer of Rocket League. Um, yep. It's uh, what? Cytronics? Uh, yeah, it's like Psionics. Psionics. Yep. Psionics. Yeah. Um, and I probably say it wrong because that's how I live my life. Yeah. Um, but they've, yeah, that's, I like, that's huge. This is one of the games. Rocket League is one of the games that, like, what was their other game that I remember seeing all the time on PS3? It was like Rocket Powered Battle Cars or something. Yeah, like something that. like that. Yeah. Terrible. I saw it so much, and I was like, why the fuck would anybody play this? Fast forward four years, everybody was playing Rocket League, and I'm going, damn, this is fun. Mm. Um, so, they said, um, in short term, nothing is going to be changing. They're right. committed to providing Rocket League with frequent updates um, that have new features, new content. Uh, long term, we're expected to bring Rocket League to Epic Game Store, mm -hmm. obviously, uh, and to leverage a new relationship uh, to grow uh, the game, you know, in like no way it ever has, like in like it's never grown like this before, mm -hmm. um, which I think is kind of weird because everybody has Rocket League. Yeah. Um, everybody owns it at least like one time, pretty much at this point. They've given it out for free so many times. I mean, how could you not? Um, and the the biggest question is like, what does this mean for? Like people who don't play on Epic Game Store. Yeah, I mean, um, I, from what I've heard, they're they're not really determined if they're going to take it off of Steam uh, in the future. 
that seems to still be up in the air. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, overall, the the main argument is, hey, look, we are not like, you know, we're we're still going to support everybody that bought the game on any system. We don't care about that. Like, you know, we're going to try to get new revenue to go through the Epic Game Store, but you know, until then, so um, everything should stay the same. What it looks like is like what I could see happening with this is Rocket League continue to be supported everywhere. That's obviously money for Epic mm. from every place. That's smart. Um, but going forward, uh, Psionic is going to be crafting whatever they're working on next. Yeah. Specifically will be... Probably Epic or console. Right? Yeah. So, um, you know, just kind of a heads up on that for our Rocket League uh, fans out there. Um, I mean... It's a good game, and I actually, I actually can't wait to see uh, what else they can kind of come up with because they're pretty. Uh, the development team, they they're pretty outside of the box mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, like what they think. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. All right, and why don't we jump into our last thing? We're gonna end on just the. Oh, I'm here to shit on people. Yeah. Happy he's, May Day. I'm going to talk about fucking bad employers. He's always here to shit. <laughs> and this time it's on people. I'm always shitting, right. There's always yeah. some amount of shit happening. It just depends on how much shit are we talking about. And I'm here to tell you, a lot. A lot. So, so um, Riot Games. Car, uh, if you're not in the car, go get in the car and buckle up. Right. Uh, so Riot Games, I mean, are continuing to just have horrible... Um, well, I was going to say having horrible luck, but I mean, they really do do this to themselves for the most part. Um, so over the last, what, six months to a year, they've just been getting slammed on like, oh, hey, they treat our new employees like shit, and here's some ex- explanations of that because HR wouldn't help me, so now I'm just going to leak this. We had like the big report on how they treat women in the company that was like really damning. Um, so they went ahead and uh, continued to fuck right up. Um, basically... Um, uh, yeah, so here we go. So the, the bombshell report from Kotaku about the company culture and harassment, the company said, hey, we'll do better in the future. Um, however, some, some people in the company, uh, at the end of 2018, basically employees and former employees sued the company. Um, so last week, uh, Riot is going to, they filed motions to force two of those lawsuits into private arbitration, which is basically, um, instead of using the court and lawyers, they just use only lawyers that are paid by Riot. So these lawyers are incentivized to always agree with the company, right? Um, so basically, uh, after that, um, they're implementing into, uh, basically into their just general contracts, everybody that works for Riot will have to sign a like non-arbitration clause, which means that no matter what happens, the day that you get hired, you have to sign a document that says, I will never sue the company for anything, no matter what. And then anything that happens, you're legally not allowed to take it to court. Hmm. Like you have to do all of these private arbitration settlements. So basically, I mean, you could go to private arbitration and you could have emails that show that your direct supervisor is like trying to like sexually harassing you or demanding that you perform sex acts to get promotions or any I mean you know who knows like you could have this shit that directly proves that this shit happens but you are not allowed to go to court with it even if a crime has taken place you're not allowed to hold riot responsible no matter what yeah that's yeah 
that's um, that's not great. Yeah, that's what's not extremely not like, great is um, in like the Supreme Court basically said non arbitration agreements are legal, so any company is allowed to have these. And it's, I mean, if you sign a piece of paper saying I won't sue this company, you can never sue them. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So um, it's pretty horrifying as far as like you know people that have jobs goes. <laughs> Um, I guess if you own a company, that was good to hear for all of those people in America that own a company, you know, as opposed to everybody that goes to fucking work. Um, so it's, it's very strange. And basically, um, I have a couple articles here. Waypoint, which, you know, I mention a lot. Uh, it's a sure. company I like a lot. It's Vice, uh, Vice News is kind of, you know, games section. Game. Um, they actually got info. Because, uh, you know, Waypoint is very, like, um, very on the side of workers' rights. They talk shit on companies a lot. Um, they've they've come out very like pro unionizing. They're like um, the successful version of our podcast. It's like the successful me, basically. Yeah, Austin Walker is the like ultimate version of me. Um, <laughs> so like uh, basically, um, you know, right after Riot said, "Hey, we're going to move and make it so that our employees can't fire us." after we got sued for fucking harassing our female employees. That sounds good. Very good look. Um, mm. Basically, like, the employees at this company are already pretty fucked up, but, like, the the employees are looking at, they're considering just doing a fucking general strike against Riot and just not showing up. Um, so basically, there's a couple sources. Um, an internal Slack message sent by Riot's chief diversity officer, which they had to hire in response to these harassment things going on last year. Mm -hmm. um, it, they basically, this person, uh, two employees and this uh, chief diversity officer, the Slack messages were revealed to show that the they know that there's an employee walkout coming up. Um, talk of a walkout has been brewing among a number of folks with varying levels of investment since Kotaku's first article hit, said one source. Leadership consistently promised transparency and actions to be taken and then did not deliver on those promises. Um, walkout threat spread far enough that it prompted a response from their chief diversity officer, Angela Roseboro, uh, on the company's private Slack. We are aware that there may be an upcoming walkout and recognize some writers are not feeling heard, she said. Um, we want to open up a dialogue on Monday and invite writers to join us for small group sessions where we can talk through your concerns and provide as much context as we can. <laughs> so it's like, hey, we're going to isolate you, and then when we find out you're not into this, we're going to fucking ruin your life. Like, the, I mean, that's very clearly a way, like, let's get all of these people that we're basically going to fire in the same place. And then just instantly fire them. Like, Yeah, I mean, I, I doubt it'll be instant. But it'll uh, be you know, in the next week after everything dies down and we've moved on to the next terrible Right. That news. shit really ain't looking good. Like, um, they just keep doing the shit. And it's like, again, like, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, okay, having a, having a union, if, if all of the fucking designers and artists and developers are in a union at Riot, does that mean it's impossible for a manager to, like, touch your butt or something? No, it's still going to happen. But like, you know, it's not instantly going to solve all your problems overnight. And yeah. there are some, there, there are some like distinct flaws of having a union. There are some, like instantly you make less money. Like this, at the end of the day, you have to pay your union dues, right? Right. So there's certain things that are all like, there are negatives that are sitting here laying around ready to be used. And Riot is just straight up like, 
hey, we're going to do this fucked up ass shit instead of doing like the absolute bare minimum. Like they don't always fire these people that they know are harassers. You know, they like shuffle them off somewhere else where they can't bother people or they give them an all male team so they won't like harass any of their employees. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's so like there are ways out of this that you can get your employees to not do this shit. And the way to do that is to not like you don't tell them, hey, if any of you tried this shit, we're going to fucking bottle you up and fire your ass. Which is like, like, I don't understand how it can, like, like, even the little bit that I've worked in, like, the gaming industry, mm. I've already seen, like, bits of this. Just people who can't work with females or, yeah. you know, insert something here. And, you know, just trying to, like, keep it going forward, which ended up being, you know, a, a, a wasted effort. Right. By being a middleman that would speak to these people on their behalf because, oh, surprise, the, like, uh, um, the concept artist doesn't want to talk to the, uh, the lead designer because he's a he's fucking creep sex, or something. He's like a sexist asshole. Right. He talks down to them and right. they don't like that. And, like, I, I don't understand how these people continue like they can be in that position and then go okay well that didn't work out for me so I'm going to leave on my own account and then just work at this other company mm -hmm. and they get right in because it's like they have they have the they experience have, they have the experience they have the knowledge they they know what they're doing technically well part of a they can't they can't work yeah. but then again you know it's just like, I, I don't understand how we always hear, like, oh, you could be blacklisted from this industry. Yeah, but how? Like, I've, I've... not. Like, the problem is that the people that make these kinds of decisions is that, like, at, so at Riot, right, you and your friends are like, you know what? If, like, I'm already kind of sketched out. Like, I heard all this stuff, and it didn't apply to me. Like, I did, I was not sexually harassed by my boss, and I didn't hear about anybody who was. My boss did not say something racist to me, and none of my friend's boss said something racist to them. But it's extremely fucked up to hear about this in my company. I'm concerned. Uh, they said they're going to try to fix it, and I'm waiting to hear what they do, and they haven't done anything. Nothing changes. And it's like, okay, I didn't know that this stuff was going on before. And now I know it's happening, but I don't know. I don't have any reason to believe that it's been fixed. You know what I mean? So it's like, what can we do to fix it? Um, you know, we're going to do some of the only things. Like, as an employee, there's really only a few things you can do. You can go complain. And if the management doesn't listen to you, then it, nothing happens. You can uh, fill out formal complaints. You can go higher up. You can go around. You can talk to the board. You can talk directly to your customers and see if they can complain. Because sometimes that works. And your only other option is to suck it up or tell them, you know what, fuck you, and take your uh, your ability to work away. Just don't work. And, like, unfortunately, you can, I mean, like, you know, if you're not doing your job, you could pretty much be instantly fired for that because your job is to go do your job. So, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to actually try to prove a point to this company that has, like, repeatedly lied to their employees. And then Riot said, hey, go ahead and put your name on a fucking... Excel spreadsheet if you have complaints. Like, that's getting forwarded straight to HR. Like, there's no way that if you, like, and there was more things that people were like, you know, 
let's say that you have a bunch of legitimate concerns and you get taken into a room with four with a manager and four other employees and the four other employees don't have any problem with the company these are all the like you know these are the good old boys and you have these legitimate concerns and you're like hey we have a real problem here there's like i'm a woman and i see that there's some major problems with how women are treated in this company and you're in a room with four white guys you know what i mean and the manager goes well does anybody else hear about these kind of problems and the other people are all like no that means to the company the problem doesn't exist you know they don't give a shit if one person has a problem you can just go fucking get another job but the only way to do it is to have these like this mass of a group that says you know we're not down with the shit and the company's trying to eliminate the ability for their own fucking employees to do that it's it's pretty horrifying so you may have noticed that I was able to go off on my own there uninterrupted. Uh, it looks like uh, Night Swarm has some uh, storm uh, technical difficulties. So uh, luckily I was able to sit on my high horse and be completely uninterrupted for a good little chunk of time. So now that you've had my uh, socialist propaganda piped directly in your ears, um, of course, uh, make sure to uh, keep an eye out on everything we post. Of course, Facebook, Twitter, um, at Mammoth Games Inc., uh, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. You can find us there. Um, we've still kind of been kind of hit or miss with, uh, you know, keeping good content posting frequently on there, but uh, we've been trying to get a little better at that. Uh, we're also working on doing our, uh, like setting up a website, um, trying to set on, uh, you know, maybe try to set up a uh, Patreon to do that. We're going to probably... Um, you know, do all the official paperwork to make Mammoth Games Inc. into a real, uh, you know, business entity that can have its own credit card and everything so that we can go ahead and redirect all the funding through there and not get our own personal taxes fucked up from all kinds of weird, you know, donating money to ourselves to run the web page and everything like that. So uh, keep an eye out for that in the future. We'll definitely be blasting that on the social media when that comes around. Uh, otherwise, um, you'll have to Keep an eye out from us and see what's coming on in the near future. I'm Filter Cord as always, and Nice Worm also says good night.